Yo, there's a lot of questions. Where do we get these from? <laughs> when you tweeted, when you, I think it's when you tweeted it the other day, Beast, when you were asking questions. Oh, shit. I was I'm wondering, so- I, w- I thought of a question. I was like, should we talk about like the L that we took and how we overcame it or what we learned Ooh. from it? An yeah. L that we took. Fuck. I thought, I thought I of- so many. Right, right. <laughs> I'm trying to think of which one to be good to tell. <laughs> like, uh, my clients own all the intellectual property that I made for them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, like oh, four years worth. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't know any better until I got onto Twitter and met Josh. <laughs> Josh, I got one shit. shit. Right. When I first, first started in business in like 2014, I didn't know that you had to pay. I know it sounds really fucking stupid, but I did not know that you had to pay Georgia state taxes every month, like sales and use tax every single month. Every I month. thought, yes, just, if you do sales and use tax, you have to pay every month. Like if you own a gas station or something like that, or an online store, you pay your sales and use tax every month. My dumb ass didn't check my Georgia state tax account for like six months. And wow. they got me fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pay so much in late fees and like do so much shit to make sure I was in good standing with the Department of Revenue. Yo, I didn't know that you had to pay annual taxes or nothing like that for your LOC. So my Giftitize LOC for like the for three years almost, I had never paid annual <laughs> state taxes. Went on there, that Joan said, <laughs> in yeah. bad standing, old bad taxes. St- <laughs> I was like, yep. oh shit. Oh what shit. Is this? I was like, I thought my CPA handled that. <laughs> they should know. put something together when you file your business license for the state. Like, all right, here's everything you're going to have to pay right. and an estimated date of when. It's like, no, here's your business license. Go ahead. <laughs> no, yeah, here you go. Go fuck you up, up so you can pay some right? fines. Right, exactly. Because in Georgia, they give you just they give you your uh, LLC and then you go get your EIN from the IRS site and then you got to go to the Department of Revenue and get like another EIN number and then they don't tell you shit after that. They just send you mail like, oh, you're behind on your taxes. What? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? That That's was a definite ass. fail. What's quiet ass Jasmine up to? What? I was just talking. <laughs> Jasmine, like, I'm just listening. She's probably laying in the bed. <laughs> open. Jasmine, uh, I'm just listening. Actually, on my laptop today. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was working all today. fucking day. Did we start recording right. or no? I've oh. been recording. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the style of, you know, the flow of everything. That's yeah. cool. But the L's are definitely one. Yeah, don't ever, ever, ever underestimate taxes because, like, you got to owe the state. You probably owe the IRS. Just just don't underestimate it. My thing, I just keep back, like, 40% because I just, I don't know what the fuck they about to charge me. Right. I know probably going to miss a deadline, probably going to have a late fee <laughs> somewhere. Let me just go ahead and give you, put away 40% to the side. That way, when I do pay taxes, surprise, I got some extra money on the side. Right. <laughs> it happens every time. You know, something that I stopped doing, well, these made a really good point of time. I used to, like, not claim any, what is it, not dependents, but, you know. Deductions? Yeah, deductions. I'd always do zero, and then Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, it's saving money, and I get, like, a bigger return at the end. And then I saw B say something like, man, claim all your deductions. You're letting the government borrow money from you for free. And then I was like, oh, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You got a fucking point. 
Because <laughs> they wouldn't offer me that same type of grace or deal, so fuck that. <laughs> no. If I ever got a job again, I would take all of my deductions. <laughs> exactly. That's why I tell people pimp out their banks. I'm like, the bank is pimping you out. They are holding your money and using your money to money fund money. all of their transactions and right. do everything. No, fuck that. Turn around. Get them cash rewards. <laughs> get them low interest rates. I want all the perks. Because fuck that. You're using my money to come up. And I, I can't use your money to come up? Come on. Oh, shit. We recording? That's why you said I was quiet. I missed that. Yeah. What with you? There wasn't really one. <laughs> I didn't know who was recording. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. All right, Ari. It's time for you to introduce us, I guess. Yeah, I, that's I what guess. she normally does, right? <laughs> all yeah. right. God damn. No, you got to keep all this in. This is funny shit. I would listen to this. Yeah, I am. I, that's what I love about I love this show. It's, it's just like whatever we want, you know? It's chill. It's easy. It's whatever we want. I don't like perfect. I don't like formats. Yeah. All right, well, I guess I'll kick this off. Hey, everyone, welcome to episode Trey of Four Goats in a Mic podcast. <laughs> We've got myself, Ari, Bees, Tara, Jasmine, and today I don't even know what we're going to talk about, but we've got some questions. We got some, you heard the little bit of our L story. Jasmine's Oprah rich, so she doesn't take L's. <laughs> Girl, you keep confusing me. That's Bees. Bees is Oprah. <laughs> You're Gail. I forgot. My bad. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be Gail. Gail. That's the difference. <laughs> what? What you mean? Gail about to get all the money when Oprah crack croak. So, watch, well, I'm telling you, watch Gail outlast Oprah. You think Lord. so? I, I, I don't want to. Look, I'll outlast anybody when it's a couple billion on the line. Fuck is you saying? I'll be juicing every day. <laughs> Gail ain't Fuck that. Working so out for three hours a day. Gail, right? Like a I'll goddamn be NBA NBA wife. <laughs> right hyperbolic time chamber every leg looking at her and stamming just getting older fuck that yeah. bitch i'm gonna get my billions gail ain't been living right and y'all don't like <laughs> gail living what you mean gail ain't been living right she got wasn't, everything to forget wasn't she just wasn't people flaming her up on social media about the kobe bryant thing that interview yeah uh, who did she interview was that lisa? uh lisa leslie lisa, lisa leslie right she ain't living right yeah, they was flaming her for that, but uh, Gail pockets deep. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Gail, her kids, and Oprah's dogs got more money than everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I get an episode so we can all get back to work. So thank you for listening. It's been real, but we got some money to make. <laughs> <laughs> we got some money to make, right? No, I was watching the Oprah show like way, way back when I was little. I remember uh, Oprah said that she leaves an inheritance for her dogs if she was to die. Her yeah. dogs would be multimillionaires. So that's what I knew that I need to get off off my broke ass. Right. My dog ain't no multimillionaire. <laughs> I, hey, you know you my stance. Dog? Hold on, hold on. You know my stance. I'm not leaving nothing for no dogs, no <laughs> cats, no pets. They're on their own. <laughs> so <laughs> my money is going to humans, not animals. That is hilarious. I don't know. I feel like I would have to. I feel of dog, obligated to take care of my pets. Why the hell is a Frenchie three thousand dollars? Hey, time out, time out. My aunt got a teacup uh, Chihuahua, and probably Chihuahua. probably paid probably paid around the same thing. Things is uh, they expensive as hell. All the little tiny little dogs that be getting breeded and shit expensive. So. My family, we've had two Frenchies so far. We had one really good one, and then we had one with a genetic deformity, right? I'm not going to judge my parents. 
on how they got the second dog, but it wasn't through a breeder like the first one. And there's a significant difference. You get what you pay for. The money that they've spent on this goddamn dog, who she's mm-hmm. the sweetest thing, but they spend racks a year because she has genetic deformities. She looks fine on the outside, but she's fucking allergic to everything. Like pollen, pork, beef, grain, like everything. So my mom has to make her special food like four times a week. And it's basically peas, yams, <laughs> ground turkey, and something else. And my mom has to make A it dog? Like a dog. <laughs> like uh, she's on all this medication and stuff. And my dad just like put her down. And my mom's like, absolutely not. That's my baby. <laughs> I'm, not I'm on pop side. <laughs> put her down. <laughs> <laughs> but literally they hey, look, spend, I'd have just bought a new one and replaced it in the middle of the night. <laughs> no. They probably spend like ten to fifteen thousand a year on this damn dog. Wow. And she's like ten. You could have got three dogs. <laughs> so that's why like don't play when it comes to like special breeds. And they're expensive because you have to when they give when they're ready to give birth, they have to have a C section. They're I think it's like their hips or something are too narrow for how big the dog's head is. So that you wow. have to like you have to cut them out, yeah. So I, I actually wouldn't recommend that y'all get a Frenchie. I would start with like an easier breed. Wait, you gotta take it to the doggy hospital to get birth and have like a real surgery? A C-section. Wow. Yeah. Mm-mm. Frenchie it's- gotta go. Frenchie gotta go. And so and then because <laughs> their their um their snout their nose is so short, it's not like a long nose like a golden retriever. It's you know flat and pressed. You can't walk them outside. They can't get too hot. They can't do too much physical activity or they'll overheat and then like have a stroke. So they're very much so like in the house, taken to the backyard. Yeah. That's perfect. Does somebody like create these dogs in a lab? What the fuck? (laughs) I think they're a mix of something, but I don't remember what. But yeah, they're not like. Because there's no way these dogs are like surviving like without people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want one, but I've seen what my parents went through with this one, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. I'd rather get the Sphinx cat. They act like dogs anyway. Well, I mean, that was an interesting first topic. I don't trust cats, so. <laughs> I love Speaking cats. Little bitches. Hold they be on sneaky, now. and they be looking at you wrong. <laughs> I don't they, like it. trying to figure out what you about. <laughs> exactly, and they be walking around the house like they pay bills. I don't like that shit. <laughs> I don't like it. My grandma had a cat. That motherfucker used to terrorize me. I don't like it. I don't like cats. Maybe I'm biased. <laughs> he was fat, too. Ooh, <laughs> he used to hiss. And he used to hiss. That one. Mm-mm. Yeah, I love my like fat cats? Yeah, if I get a cat, I'm going to get an orange one, and I'm going to make him fat as shit. His name's going to be Garfield. <laughs> No, I'm with. I found like an orange one. I'm buying it, and I'm a. I'm with bees. I'm trying to get a cat dog. Cat <laughs> dog. I need a cat and a dog. Along with a little, 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 little cat, cat dog. dog. <laughs> real, real shit only. It was one of my favorite shows, except for the fucking episode where they eat fried butter. I was so disgusted. I think I stopped watching after that. I was like, <laughs> wasn't butter? their dad like a frog? Oh, I don't know. I think her dad was a frog. I, I need to like watch that. those like Nickelodeon cartoons as an adult because I'm sure there's like hella funny shit that's inappropriate. No. That I- <laughs> you need to go watch Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. As an adult, I swear to God, you can be like, what the fuck was I doing watching this as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> really? Like, I gotta- yes. 
My parents didn't a lot like, of those cartoons. My parents didn't give a shit what we watched. We just couldn't go out and do a lot of shit. We could be in the house mm-hmm. and pretty much do what we wanted, but we couldn't like go out and do a lot. So we were watching like crazy shit, like um, <laughs> Ren and Stimpy. Like we mm-hmm. had no business watching, <laughs> watching Ren like Ren and Stimpy or Jackass. <laughs> yep. Yo, my show Remember, was the oblongs. the oblongs. The uh, Oblongs? Yes. That's a good show. <laughs> I'll never forget on a Jackass episode when they brought all that <laughs> snow in the house and they fucking was snowboarding down the stairs out the front door and his mom came home. That shit was the funniest episode I have ever seen. That and the firecrackers and the fireworks. When they put the fireworks in the bedroom and they oh my that God. bitch at like 4 o'clock in the morning and ran out the house. Oh, yeah. Poor Phil. <laughs> Poor Phil. <laughs> All right, let's answer some questions. Let's do it. Chris, the black techie, shout out Chris. Um, She wants us to talk about pivoting our business models during the pandemic and what steps we took for precautions. I want Jazz to go first since people want to hear her talk more. Yup. Can y'all still hear me? Because my internet is being weird. Yeah, we can hear you. No, I'm I'm serious right now. I don't mind and go off this, but like y'all froze. And all I heard was jazz go first. (laughs) So Chris asked, or she wants to know how we're pivoting our business models during the pandemic and what steps we took for precautions. Mm, Nothing has really changed really for me because I mean I'm in the e-commerce space, so if anything, more people want to get you know their products online and and build like you know online awareness so for me it didn't really it didn't really impact me or at least not yet um so i can't i I don't know if i can really really answer that did you take any precautions in business for this when you saw like things starting to get crazy not really because (laughs) I say not really because that goes back to the first episode when I was telling people like save your money so like I felt to me worst case scenario I still knew I would be good Um, so not really even though I'm not saying that I shouldn't have but I didn't really panic or start to think about like things like that really just because like I was saying mainly nothing really like stopped my bag and I was still my nine to five, like we were still working, business was booming. Like, so it never really like dawned on me to be honest. Um, cause everything on my end didn't really get affected. So, um, but, but then also I had peace of mind because I know that, you know, I have money to fall back on if need mm-hmm. be. If you don't mind sharing what industry is your nine to five in? Uh, I'm in the cannabis industry. Um, I'm a marketing manager for a cannabis brand. Um, so it's been actually pretty cool since a lot more people are online because they're at home. The data that we see has been really, really interesting. So it's been a little unique for me. Who wants to go next? Um, I'll say for me, uh, business wise, I guess I just kind of like try to focus more on how to help people right now make make money right now and how they should you know i guess position themselves when they come out of this situation so i just wanted to make sure that everybody who follows me and listens to me and you know finds what i say of value i just wanted to make sure they was in a good position when they come out 
And then hopefully, you know, some of them had already started saving money before we went into this. Because just like we've talked about before, we have been warning about um, a possible recession. So, you know, just wanted to make sure everybody is straight. Um, and then what was it? Some steps I took for precautions. I really didn't take too many precautions, honestly, because, you know, I still have my nine to five and then um, I had money saved already. I just wish I had more money saved. Uh, so I didn't really need to take too many precautions, honestly. Uh, I, I put my book on sale to help more people to be able to either like afford it during this time and so it can spread more. Um, but that's about it. Outside of that, I haven't really, you know, I haven't had to do too much, thankfully. Um, but I am trying to focus more on marketing efforts since a lot of people are home. Agreed. I've definitely upped my marketing. I've been on the phones like every day, just uh, calling, just making these cold calls. And then as far as my mobile homes and like real estate goes, I've been uh, but basically leaning on the network. Like I told you guys, I built a huge network in mobile homes and I'm like always calling park managers and always like pulling up on people. Well, that paid off because I have all these people's emails and I have all these people's phone numbers. So like I'm able to call them and we can talk over the phone before I even have to go out there and look at anything or even have to do anything. So that's been probably the only major pivot is just leaning more on um, doing everything virtually <clears throat> rather than always being in the field because I love going out to mobile home parks and I love just driving around the country and seeing what's out there and seeing the land out there. And I'm unable to, I mean, I can do it now, but it's just like, I'm not doing that as much now because when I go out there, I like to door knock and I like to talk to people face to face. And since we really can't do that right now, I'm leaning heavily on that network and doing a lot of stuff online. Honestly, <laughs> to like to be completely transparent, I was actually very fucking nervous when the pandemic stuff started. I was like, Oh shit. I know as far as like digital marketing, it's very, um, and like courses and, and info products, it's very volatile. So like Trump can tweet something and then like, it'll completely fuck up our ads. Right. Or like, not that I'm running ads, but I've seen that in launches and stuff. Luckily though, the complete opposite happened where I got super booked and super busy. Um, so like, I'm very grateful for that. Um, and then as far as precautions and business, I think I've pivoted as far as business model. Like I'm doing less consults, less client work. And oddly enough, I never would have, I would have recommended the opposite. I've said to do the opposite, but I successfully like launched my course. I successfully launched like the beta round of my membership. I think I have like 70 people in there now and I wanted 50. And, um, so like my personal brand stuff like is doing really well, which was surprising to me. I would have, I would have put Same. money on the opposite happening. Right. Right. Yeah. But to um, like add on to what Ari just said, um, I was surprised that, you know, personal brand started doing better during this time and that business started doing better during this time versus, uh, you know, people stopping to spend. I, I haven't really seen, anybody like slowing down on spending um i've had my best i've had my best months ever ever since this has started i don't know if that's due to the stimulus or what but i have been you know working hard at marketing and just trying to make sure that people know about my product and what i'm doing and i agree with ari as well like i've kind of i pivoted some and then i've tried to figure out kind of how can i differentiate myself from other people so what can i do differently from what they're doing and then just kind of like 
what can I do to, like I said before, just help people more, like just provide more value to my audience? I say, I'm hella thankful that I started getting serious about building my list and brand when I did, because it's been a nice cushion, right? Like I, I'm, I pay my bills and like save from like my client work, right? Like the couple clients I have, right? And then the coaching and the course and the membership, that's all extra, right? But it's really nice to have, uh, like especially like as a single mom also, because like I mentioned before, like I don't help from anybody like financially. It's just me helping, like taking care of my shit and Silas, right? So it's so nice to see like, those sales come in from the courses like every day, every other day, the sales for the membership come in. Right. And so it's been really motivating to say, to see like, all right, this is, it's accessible. It's affordable. I know I can charge more for it. Oh, that was the fifth goat Silas. He had to come in and uh, drop a few ad libs on the mic, (laughs) but uh, I definitely agree with what Ari was saying. Just kind of upping everything with marketing and just kind of like, making sure that all of your, your shit is together on uh, your business side. Like she said, it's nice to wake up in the morning and you see emails because you've sold some eBooks or you sold some of your products and you're just like, wow, if I just keep pushing, you know, keep like creating these products and creating uh, this value for people that people will continue to purchase it. And this is actually creating side money for me. And I love it personally, because for me to wake up in the morning and I get, multiple direct deposit notifications just because I did a JV deal with somebody or I get another direct deposit notification from uh, Gumroad or I'm getting another direct deposit notification from Stripe. It's like crack. Never done crack before, but I'm gonna say it's like crack. <laughs> I love getting <laughs> notifications for new money. That is like, ah, I want more. So it's like, for me personally, the pivot was more so, okay, well, this is how it is now. It's, it's not like how it was in January, maybe February. We're in a whole new landscape. How can I adapt and keep pushing? Yeah, I will say my pivot, my specific pivot has been from focusing on these other projects and businesses I was trying to build and focusing on building up the personal brand so it can fund the investments and the other businesses and stuff like that. But when I took a look at like my numbers and my effort, I was like, oh, shit my personal brand is outperforming anything else I'm really doing. Right. So if I focus on that for the next year, you know, I built out like a a plan to make 40, 50 K a month at some point, it's not going to happen immediately. But if I stick to the plan, I could be doing 40, 50 K a month for my personal brand and like just my core suite of offerings that I have. And nothing is like super expensive. Nothing is over a hundred dollars. Well, outside of like coaching, coaching is more, but, um, And so I saw that and I was like, oh shit, what am I doing? Like, I need to completely refocus and put some effort and some like investment behind me because I know I'm not going to fail. I'm going to go hard. I'm going to show up, do what I need to do, help people. And that'll be that. So that, that was my specific pivot. One thing that surprised you the most or something you didn't expect about becoming an entrepreneur by Bria Monet 23. Taxes. Yeah, fuck taxes. And, that, and not 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 the IRS. We talking about state taxes. They come in. They come and get you after the IRS already jumped you. you like like the IRS come in and they like they like fight you or whatever. And then here come like your state Department of Revenue to come in with the extra Timberland boot right on your ass. Like boom, you owe me too. Taxes. 
That's mine too. I was paying federal taxes and I was not paying my sales and use tax to the state of Georgia. And they came back and they snatched it. <laughs> like Debo oh! snatched that chain. Like Debo snatched that chain. Like T.I. took the chain from Nunu. Took that. Like, mm-mm. Oh, I want to change my answer. Taxes is one for me, but also I didn't realize how much of a mindset practice and strengthening entrepreneurship is. Like you really have to have your mental game like intact and constantly improving and like evolving and like just checking yourself as far as not only what you're thinking and saying to yourself, but like even the goals you're setting and shit. Like Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship is definitely a mindset game. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, easily all four of us can just wake up every day and be like, you know what? I'm not going to do anything today. I'm just going to watch Netflix and like kind of just chill. You know, being an entrepreneur, you can't do that every day. You have to actually tell yourself like, oh, I need to do this. I need to make sure I get this done. There's not nobody coming to check you. Like me personally, when I'm working in film, like if I don't get to set by a certain time, I'm getting people calling me like back to back to back to back. And then I don't get a job anymore. So it's like, that's my incentive to go there. But like, what's your incentive to wake up as an entrepreneur? Yeah, everybody's like, oh, it's money. But like, a lot of people start businesses and a lot of people fail because they can't discipline themselves and they can't manage themselves. And that's just it. Um, so I think for me, one thing that surprised me was the amount of criticism that you get from people who aren't even going to support you. That... That was something that was a surprise to me because people <laughs> people will criticize you and they have no intentions on ever buying anything from you. And they'll try to drag you and make you seem like, you know, you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. So that was just a surprise to me. You know, you think you're out here just minding your business, trying to work on your own business and provide value to other people. And then you got other people that's trying to tell you like how you should be running your business or what you should be doing. <laughs> And, up. <laughs> and right exactly and they they don't even have any intention on buying anything from you or even purchasing yeah. from you. or when like we were telling everyone save your money up level your skills get these certs learn this shit about tech you know here's all the different things you can start at and learn with i feel like each one of us got dragged for saying something like that right mm-hmm. where we were just telling oh, people basic times. shit like multiple times Save some cash <laughs> right no, reduce I'll, your expenses <laughs> right no i'll never forget when i was like i used to always tell people like hey i think black people should get into tech i think this is how you can make the most money and you know mm-hmm. set your family up and your next generation up and people used to try drag me on twitter saying i was being elitist how is mm-hmm. that elitist telling that. people to you know increase their skill set and get into tech mm-hmm. tech is the future so if you aren't getting into that in some way shape or form you about to be left behind. Mm-hmm. Oh, so people, people don't like to, um, people aren't curious as far as like data and statistics and stuff. And so of course there's bias, nothing's perfect as far as like the information out there, but there is some relevance to that, right? There is some credibility to that. So it's like, if the data is saying black people are getting left behind in tech, black people have zero net worth. It's coming from somewhere. Look at your friends. Look at your family. Look there. Start right there. Is that true for you? Is that true for your family? All right. So you have a choice now. You're aware. What are you going to make your reality? Are you going to stick to that Mm -hmm. storyline? Are you going to change shit up? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been posting that same automation is killing black jobs article for about a year now. 
And it's it's been true. They said automation is coming to take about a couple hundred thousand jobs that are mostly held by black people in the next 10 years. And that, it's that was before that was before COVID. Right. This is before COVID. They were talking about jobs in like call centers, you know, like retail jobs, all of this stuff. You know, we're talking about like, you know, people, cashiers at McDonald's, like things like that. And they were just breaking it down. And they were saying like, um, black women that work in like uh, nursing and like CNAs and stuff in the medical field, they stand to be displaced the least. And black men stand to be displaced the most just because of the jobs that they're working in, like a lot of the warehouse jobs and, and uh, stuff like that. And it just really just kind of ma- like made my heart hurt because it's like 10 years, like 10 years ago, I graduated from high school. That shit flew by. <laughs> that shit flew by. And in 10 years, like you're going to be telling me like 250,000 people are like those jobs are permanently wiped out. Like this is, I mean, and now, now like who knows what the data is saying now? Like they might uh, post a new report. Uh, they usually post uh, September, October, but they, uh, they might post a new report and that data is probably going to be way more sped up than the 10 year thing they were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're like the restaurant jobs. Uh, I used to work in the restaurant industry. There's 16 million people that work in the restaurant industry. Those jobs are gone right now. Like a lot of them are gone. A lot of businesses have shut down. It's very, a lot of restaurants. I mean, some ha- are still, you know, opening up right now in Georgia that have made it through. I don't know how. <laughs> they even allowed them to open. They're packed right now, by the way. <laughs> but uh, some restaurants are probably not going to ever make it back from this. Some businesses are never going to ever make it back from this. So it's it's what Bees is saying has been saying is is very true. We need to up our skill sets if we want to survive. Really, I think uh, for me, I'm right here. I think uh, for me is it was like how. In- how lonely really it is. I know like a lot of people speak about that, but I mean, in the sense of kind of like what y'all were saying, how your mindset kind of has to shift where mm-hmm. you don't really relate maybe to like your closest friends or your inner circle anymore because you're just on a total different like wave and you're trying to do something totally different. And that can get really lonely because these are people that are really close to you. Maybe people you grew up with, you know, shared a lot of experiences with whatever. And then you start to realize, like, damn, like, we're not really the same anymore. And I'm trying to do something different. So I think, like, that's been, that's sort of, like, been a struggle for me is just, you know, just wanting to elevate myself and my mind and realizing that, you know, that may come with losing really people that were once really close to me to get to where I want to go. So I think that's, like, been the huge, like, eye-opener. Um, definitely for me and then I also like would be said about like how people like criticize and like just having to deal with that because your words are always just misconstrued or taken out of context like we all just said like at some point we all caught hell on social media when we were genuinely just trying to you know get people ahead put something in their in their minds to think about and it got it turned into the total opposite so I think both those, just the criticism from people that's probably never really going to do shit. Um, and, then, and then just, you know, just the loneliness of the whole process. That's a perfect segue to the next question. Boeing um, mm-hmm. asked, talk about why everyone can't go. That's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow. Why everyone can't go. Simply this. When you get certain places, like everybody's not going to have that same vision as you. 
And it's not that they're going to be trying to uh, shatter whatever you got going on or like upend whatever you got going on. Like they just do it subconsciously. Like when you're on that entrepreneurial path and you're trying to do things, you don't need to hear people saying, why are you trying to do that? You can't do that or da 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 because they think like that, right? You don't think like that. But for me personally, I can't be around people that's always spewing negativity, always complaining, always whining because that shit fucks with my mood. I can't, I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. So people like that, I will dead them. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't think the way I think, I'm sorry. That's just for me personally, I got to protect my peace. So reason why people can't come like everybody's not going to think like you everybody's not going to move like you and they're not going to want to move like you they're not going to want to do this they're not going to want to do all these things that we're doing and that's okay for them it's not okay for me I don't want that around me so everybody can't come you're not bringing that negativity with me (laughs) yeah I I feel the same way and I'm ruthless about it like you pretty much do one or two things where I'm like that don't feel right I'm good I'm done like Y'all seen me cut people the fuck off for very little things, very minor things, but I'm very protective about my energy, my focus, and just being what I feel is having the right people around me. So like, you're not making progress, you're not doing shit, you're not excited about ideas, you're not helping push me. Like, Terry does this to me all the time, like, eh, I'm in a funk. She's like, bitch, get up and go get to work. Like, what do you mean you're in a funk? Like, a fuck? <laughs> what is a funk? <laughs> the fuck? But for me, that works for me. Like, I like to be talked to like that. Like, you know what? You're right. I'm better than this moment, right? I'm better than this feeling. Like, I'm better than this bullshit I'm going through with a guy. Like, let me get Mm -hmm. my bag. Let me get back on top of my shit. That works for me. But if I'm I'm talking about what I'm doing and you're low-key hating, jealous, you're not genuinely, like, excited and supportive of me, you got to go, right? If I bring up a new business idea, you're not helping me like brainstorm, like, yeah, that's dope. You can definitely do that. You got to go. And if you're constantly fucking complaining or bringing drama, if you're taking me Mm -hmm. off my focus, my vision, my path, you got to go. That's it. You got to go. We're no longer in alignment and that's it. I don't hate you. There's probably like two people on this planet that I hate, but you know, outside of that, (laughs) like, it's just, I can't fuck with you because you're not, we're not on the same frequency anymore. And that's mm-hmm. very important for me to keep the right energy because I have hella shit going on right now. And I can't be taken off track by any means. You're not going to pay mm-hmm. my bills. You're not going to help me create wealth. You're not going to, you know, build the legacy that I want to build for my family. That's huge for me. And so anything outside of that, like, or you move shady or funny, like, no, cause I feel like you fuck over your people or like people who have helped you and like done shit for you, like, you know, taking a chance, taking a chance on you. Who am I? I'm nobody to you. So it's going to be nothing to fuck me over and, you know, to throw me under the bus for some shit so Mm -hmm. you can get ahead. And I don't want that around me at all. I'd rather have no friends and do it by myself than to be around shady people who just aren't on top of it. Agreed. (laughs) Yeah, so, I think people are like, oh, you can oh go, my bad. You can go, you can go. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure Ari doesn't think I'm, I'm asleep over here in my bed. You in bed? <laughs> nah, I'm on my laptop. <laughs> but, um, I think people gotta realize that a lot of people are also seasonal. I think a lot of people spend a lot of time trying to hold on to people that just aren't supposed to be in their next phase at life. So. 
um, just really understanding that like everything happens for a reason and that like just some people in your life right now it's just not supposed it's not meant for them to be in whatever next phase that you know you're trying to get to so I think that's at least one of the reasons and then exactly of course but y'all are stuck with me forever (laughs) so like that that season shit's for other people right 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 (laughs) and that's Fox so something that I think is that what's the question oh I think that everybody can't go because a lot of people don't believe that they can even elevate to the next level or they believe that they're stuck where they are or that black people have no chance. This is where we at. We see this on Twitter all the time. People talking about like, you know, the white man, this, the white man, that we can't do this because of this person. We can't do this because of that person. Like, don't we forget, see y'all will never day. be millionaires. Well, don't forget that comment. Y'all will never oh. be millionaires. I don't know why y'all think that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they say that all the time. Like, all the time. All the time. People on Twitter, they say that all the time. Like, oh, I don't know why y'all think y'all ever will ever be millionaires. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Like, you know, that's what you think. You know, they, they think so lowly of themselves mm-hmm. that they won't be able to come with us like mm-hmm. the people who are on this path to generational wealth because they just don't believe that they can do it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I have no time to try to force somebody to see, you know, the vision that I have and then try to force them to believe that they can do it themselves. I don't have time for that. I can't, I can't make you believe. I can't want it more than you want it for yourself. Exactly. But newsflash, they're kind of right. I'm not going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a multi-billionaire. So. <laughs> right? Millionaires right. don't buy NBA teams, okay? Billionaires <laughs> buy NBA teams. I'm getting You're my NBA team. Right, but I'm going to be a multi-millionaire. No, I'm okay <laughs> with the with the uh, eight figures. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm going all the way. Like, I just, I get competitive about weird things. So I feel like I need to do that. And then Kanye. No, like, I'll be rooting right? y'all on. I'll be Look, rooting y'all on to the multi-billionaires. Right. I'm shooting for, if I hit 100 mil, I'm going to still be a little salty. I'm a little salty. I'm going to be happy. I'm a little salty, though. Okay? <laughs> but trust me, if I get 100 million, I can get a billion. So that's, that's off the table. <laughs> I, I have no question in my mind about it that, that that's going to happen. Like, it's exactly. undeniable to me at this point. It's just keep taking action, create momentum, and opportunities keep executing unfold. Executing your plan. Mm-hmm. The opportunities unfold in the least expected of ways. Like, who would have thought me saying, oh, let me get on Twitter. And then I'd have, right. like, a podcast with three new friends who are, like, family to me. <laughs> and then you have 17,000 followers that people claim you bought. Right? <laughs> who are these people that be saying this, like, name? Look, y'all, they, they, they just create fake accounts and say things like we buy followers or we don't actually do the things that we do. But, you know, I mean, I just look at it. I don't look at it as hate. I look at it as I just try to grow up and, like, understand. <laughs> Are you over there choking? <laughs> um, I just try to grow up and, like, under- understand that, like, everybody is not going to be doing the same shit. So, you know, do you. And if it work, it work. <laughs> what did say, B? It work or how it work? <laughs> oh, yeah, how it work. How it work? <laughs> it just do. It work. It just do. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say something, but I completely forgot because I was choking. You all good for saying bad words. <laughs> no, the jealousy thing. So I don't think people are actually hating us. It's just that 
they see a person that was in some in a same place that they were in at one point and that person obtained another level and they're like well, why the fuck am i not attaining that other level that's why they mad they're not mad at you personally that's why i don't take that shit to the heart and i don't respond to it most of the time because it's like they're not mad at me personally they just know like well damn tara said she was homeless at one point tara said that she would she had to drop out of college because she didn't have no fucking money and I had to do the same thing. So how the fuck is she making six figures and working in film with all these big names and doing this and doing this in real estate? And I'm Man, not doing the talk, same thing. Talk your shit, Tara. Talk your shit. Well, I'm shit. Talk my shit. Like, like, when, I 20, when I was 21 years old, I was sleeping in my 1995 Honda Celica sometimes, so Celica sometimes after work because I had to get off work at 2 a.m. and I had to be at Waffle House at 7 a.m. and I was not driving home. So I said, mm-hmm. fuck it. And I would sleep in my car. And I was working every fucking day so I could achieve the goals that I wanted to achieve. And eventually, I became a restaurant manager, and I got on salary, and I got health insurance, and I saved my fucking money, and I went to film school. And now I work with the biggest the biggest female woman director in the game. I'm not going to say her name, but you can, you can see just, the pictures. You can oh, just figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I think it's funny. I think it's funny when people say I buy followers or that I don't do what I say I do because all my fucking content is literally what I did in my previous business. I give away business models. I give away the literal step-by-step fucking details, whether it's in a thread, video. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're just slow. You're, and I, that's why I feel like people are haters because you didn't take 10 minutes, five minutes to do a little bit of research. My mm-hmm. shit's available everywhere. I'm not hard to find. I'm not hard to look up. And I tell people all the time, I'm not rich. I'm not a millionaire. I didn't even believe in buying property until I got on Twitter in 2018 because I watched my parents lose their house in the recession. And I said, I'm never going to deal with that. Like it was devastating for them. Right. So I'm very like transparent and honest about, you know, you ask me, I'll tell you, I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Right. So to sit here and then I'm cheap, I'm cheap as shit. I'm not going to spend money buying no fucking followers. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) You know? So it's like, you know, it's one thing to say like, hey, do you buy followers? No, here's my analytics. I get 10, 15 million impressions a month because when I'm on my shit creating my good content, that's what gets the reach. And I tweet all the fucking time. I'm a high velocity tweeter. So yeah, my audience isn't going to interact with every single piece. And then Mm -hmm. finally, you're focused on the wrong shit. You don't need to be worried about my engagement. My email list is growing. My open rate is above industry standard. My click-through rate is higher, like way past industry standard. I'm getting sales and converting easily without having to promote shit. So like you're focused on the wrong shit. Like mm-hmm. ask me ask me what I'm doing for some shit that matters, for some shit that converts, right? I don't give a mm-hmm. fuck about like, I don't give a shit about my follower number. I don't give a shit about my engagement rate. Like that don't matter to me. I I'm focused on my list and my sales, right? A, an actual business behind mm-hmm. my social media and my brand. Every single one of us <laughs> would be doing the same things we'd be doing without Twitter followers. Every single one of Thank us. You. Is not, Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Right. I, I literally not... tweeted for like eight years. Nobody really cared. Some people say <laughs> right. they care, but nobody really cared. Like I was just tweeting. I was tweeting free game for years never made any money. I didn't start making money on Twitter till last year. So Mm -hmm. you can't say that I only make my money from Twitter. I just started making money on Twitter last year. And just like Tara said, it all comes down to people who literally watch you tweet for years. 
and mm-hmm. be what people think in their mind, like a regular person. And now you're somebody who has all these followers. And now you're somebody who's selling content on the internet. And they look at themselves like, dang, that, that could have been me. That should have been yeah. me. But instead of them actually taking action, all they do is sit back and talk shit. That's it. Mm-hmm. Even more so That's than taking action, they don't take responsibility for their life and their choices. You're at where you're at because of your life decisions and what you mm-hmm. decided you were willing to accept, do, and not do. So you're where you're at because of you. At some because point, you. at some point, you got to look in the mirror and be like, God damn, what do I need to do different? What could I do better? What can I take action on right now to improve? Mm-hmm. Or just deciding, you know what? I'm not that person anymore. I'm going to improve. I don't know how, but I'm setting the intention and what's going to come is going to come, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why you can't hang around the same people. That's why everyone can't come because I don't need to be around people who are going to put me in situations that are going to fuck me up and take me off track. Like I'm the mother. Mm-hmm. So anyone who's doing any like stupid, dumb shit, like, illegal shit all that stuff like i'm not judging you i just can't fuck with it i can't be around it because i'm not Mm -hmm. willing to sacrifice being a mother and being available to my son and providing for him right like and then like with the business like i'm at a point where i got shit to lose so yeah (laughs) i'm not gonna put shit to lose way too much shit to lose so you know no small stuff no illegal stuff like can't associate ourselves with that no. exactly and then people wonder why like they're like well why don't you know they, they sit in your mentions and they'll at you like a million times you're like look i'm not going to engage with you <laughs> ever <laughs> i'm oh. not just because like you don't understand i'm not going to engage with you sweetheart i got checks from disney and hbo i'm not going to engage with you you are not fucking up my disney plus bag fuck all that <laughs> come on now right like right. you're just not doing it you're not you're not eating off of me off some bullshit and being disrespectful. So I'm gonna just switch up my notifications. I can't even mm-hmm. see the shit now. And you can talk yeah. to yourself. <laughs> Plus it's like negativity, like we said earlier, like when we're when you've got that tunnel vision and you're on a path and then somebody comes and tries to throw like a stick in your bicycle tire, it's like, nah, bro, I'm gonna swerve. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> yeah, it makes it very easy to filter out the bullshit and not deal with it, right? So like I don't, I don't even get into it that much for people anymore, right? Like, I ignore mm-hmm. a majority of it now because I just, like, look, I can sit here and argue with people for an hour, or I can go refresh my email sequence and improve my conversion rate by 10%. That's money for me. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and fucking argue with y'all. Like, go ahead, drag me, join my list, buy my shit, check y'all later. <laughs> Fall yeah, for it every time. To, I mean, really, I'm just here to, like, help people learn new things, help people get into new lanes and just laugh. That's it. I don't, the drama is done. (laughs) Like it gets old. It does. And we have resources to find you. (laughs) Man, I thought bees got hacked a few days ago. I was about to be like, oh, hell no. Who the fuck just leaked these pictures? That was funny. No, no, I wasn't hacked. Uh, The YouTube bag is coming. Instagram bag is coming. So, you know, I figured just drop the pics. I'm not scared. It was never like as big of a thing anyway. Like people love to like create stories behind shit where no one's ever asked you like, why are you a non versus like, 
Never. creating this whole conspiracy theory about why right. you and Tara simply don't have a profile picture on one social media account. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. Like, which is wild funny. because my face was on Twitter from 2010 to 2008. Right. Like, it's not hard to find this shit. It's not, it's not hard to find it. <laughs> my face was all over Twitter. My Instagram was open until last year until people started to get annoying so then I locked it <laughs> like my right. sisters and my aunt and my you know family is on my Instagram and people were getting annoying and commenting on my little sister's picture and I almost blacked out so I just locked my account <laughs> <laughs> and that's that on that because I'll spray the whole block over my sister <laughs> yeah I, I, I just feel like privacy is a luxury and people don't understand that anymore so mm-hmm. you know now that pe- people know who I am on in, on Twitter like if I'm in DC, if I'm in certain parts of Virginia, people are gonna be like, "Oh, hey, bees!" Like people are gonna come right. up to me. That's and something I've never had to worry too. about. I've seen followers in real life, and I just kept walking right by them because I enjoy my privacy. Right. And it's not because I don't mm-hmm. rock with them; it's just because you know we not cool on that type of level, and I enjoy right. my privacy. So and that's that's all that is. Social media is not our lives. Also, right. like, we also, have shit outside facts. of this to do. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know who you are. You're going to come up. This, this is why I like, I'm very like a homebody too. Cause I don't like, I had someone at the airport follow me. Already, <laughs> oh, already, shit. Yeah. When I, I went think to I Austin, told y'all that. Yeah. I had someone follow me in Austin a couple mm-hmm. years ago. And I was like, this is very uncomfortable and weird. Like, and I don't know, it's something to reconcile where like, I just feel like I'm tweeting information. I'm doing lives. But mm-hmm. then there are certain people who feel like, from engaging with you and reading your content and watching your lives, they actually feel like they know you and they're friends with you also. And so they Mm -hmm. feel empowered and comfortable to like approach you and like do what I perceive to be like weird and uncomfortable stuff. Right. So Mm -hmm. it'd be different if they were like, Hey, my name is so-and-so like, I like your tweets. I like your content. Like, you know, thanks. And then keep it pushing. I'm cool Mm -hmm. with that. But the whole following me around trying to take a picture like secretly without my permission like that's a lot for me and then I add my child to that like y'all don't see me post too much about Silas anymore because things started to get weird and it's like he didn't ask for any of that right Mm -hmm. so it's like shit like before when I didn't intend on building a following I just had like a little personal Instagram account for family I posted a lot of pictures of him when I first got on Twitter I posted a lot of pictures I never intended to grow an audience but now that it's grown I'm like shit I gotta reel it back and when I have Mm -hmm. more kids I'm not gonna be posting them and shit like they're gonna get the big Mm -hmm. old smiley face over the picture because it's just people don't understand or consider boundaries or like comfort levels or like what would be appropriate, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you had they a weird situation too, right? D? Yeah. That, that guy that came up to me, he kind of followed me around in LA fitness and then I was on the treadmill and he stopped me on the treadmill, which is something you don't do to people when they're in the gym, but he stopped me on the treadmill and proceeded to ask me if I was Phoenix Terranova from Twitter and blah, 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 blah. And it just, I was okay with that, but it like, it freaked me out because mm-hmm. like he followed me in the gym. Yeah. Like I went to a new machine, he in the new machine next to me. I go upstairs to get on the treadmill, he right behind me on the elliptical. And that creeped me out. So it's just like for people to do things like that, you always gotta like like you know, he may have been like a friendly dude, but like I don't know what right. as what a he woman, had in mind. especially as a like, woman. Whoa, do I need I to fuck what you, you up? Have in mind. Yeah. <laughs> like when I leave the gym and go in the parking lot, are you gonna follow me home? So it's right. just like 
you have to stay, you know, you have to take precaution. And like with my little sisters, I have one, two, four little sisters. <laughs> I got a bunch of little sisters. And like, I've had a dude from Twitter when my account was open, he came over there and he commented on one of the pictures with my little sister and it was inappropriate. And I was just like, you know what? My little sisters didn't ask for this. They didn't ask for all right. these followers right. to come and harass them, right. you know? And yeah, like, I don't post I family on either. Yeah, I don't, I lock, I don't post yeah. family on Twitter. Like, I don't at my family. Mm-hmm. People might not realize I don't at anybody who I consider family ever. I don't care who you are. Wow. Like, I'm not going to at you because people are weirdos. Like, so no, you, well, y'all, you, we already, we're in this already. Yeah. We can't, we can't come <laughs> back talking about like, We're already in you're this. You're talking about like, like your little sister. Yeah, my like little that. sister, yeah. my little brother, my fiance, I won't at them. Like, right. I won't do it. I refuse because people, they try to like, you know, follow your family and then they try mm-hmm. to take it a little too far. But before I went um, like super anonymous on Twitter, somebody had threatened to blow up my house when I was living in Maryland. Somebody threatened to blow up my house. That's They're like, wild. I know where you live at. Like, I will blow up your house if you don't come and meet me at stadium, which stadium is a strip club, if you're not familiar. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, if you don't come meet me, I'll blow up your house. And I'm like, yo, okay, that's too much. So then that's when I stopped posting stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, people, they just take it too far. This shit is not a game. Like, I don't don't like that. And like, you know? when I was, I was living in uh, East Point last year and I would tell people, you know, I live in East Point. It's a city, you know, it's like, a, it's a, you know, a fairly large city. And then people were like, well, where do you be at in East Point? And like, they would try to like pinpoint pictures and stuff. And I was like, you know what, when I moved to my new spot, I'm not naming the city ever. I'm just nope. I'm not like nobody knows where I live except for my older sister. And she's my, she's my power of attorney. She's my beneficiary. So, you know what, she come over here, you know, that's it. But no, I don't, I just, I'm very private like that because Twitter, people will pull up to your house. Like, I've seen people do that on, in Twitter videos, and people pull up on other people and knock on their door and stuff like that. It's wild, and people are really, really crazy. Get rocked. Don't come mm-hmm. to my house. Don't come to my house. <laughs> but you know what's funny? So I have my little friend I'm talking to, and we actually had to have this discussion about, like, when things move to a more serious place, how are we going to navigate that with social media? Because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm private. I don't want to share my my relationships and stuff on social media i've been through that once before i'm not down with that again like i mm-hmm. but we had to have that conversation about like is that a problem do we unfollow each other and it's like it's kind of stupid to have those conversations but it's actually almost like necessary for like our accounts and stuff because like mm-hmm. i don't want to do anything to jeopardize something or like i have happiness in that right mm-hmm. or like have somebody else have some stranger, some psycho harassing somebody I care about mm-hmm. because they disagree with something that I said. Exactly. And so, you know, we, we just had this conversation yesterday. I was like, God, like, is this shit worth it? Right. Is this shit mm-hmm. worth it? And so is I, worth it? I said, you know, I think my days are numbered as far as like Twitter and social media. Right. Like, I don't think I'm going to be around forever for a long time, maybe like two, three more years max, if mm-hmm. not sooner. But I was like, I feel like my days are numbered because I can't have an opinion about anything. Right. <laughs> I can't have an opinion about anything. And I like, especially like when I get pregnant again, like I don't want any of that stress or bullshit to mm-hmm. like, I just want to be peaceful and pregnant and just like enjoy the moment and be present. I don't want to deal with people calling me types of bitches, calling me out of my name all because I don't like your favorite rapper. Like that's a lot. That's a lot. That's nuts to me. 
you if know, you talk about Drake, if you talk about Drake, men turn into women. So yes, you just gotta watch out. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous, and it's like I don't understand that because like you can say something about somebody on there, and like when you say something about certain artists for some reason, like people just lose their marbles, and like the harassment <laughs> that Hari was getting was ridiculous, like. I don't like. I don't know, man. I don't. You're you're calling me out my name because I don't like your favorite rapper's music. Get fuck. Get the fuck. (laughs) Like we wouldn't even cross paths anyway. Well, and then what they were grilling me for, like, oh, you have a long nose, you have a long head, you have a long face. Like, have you seen his baby mama? Because the way you're describing me, she looks like that too. So I guess I'm his fucking type. So, <laughs> what the fuck are y'all talking about? <laughs> God, I ain't never seen so many French Montana clones pop up out of nowhere. That's why I don't fucking like <laughs> Goodness gracious. Like, all y'all look like Nav. Where did y'all come from? <laughs> it was wild. But again, like, I also say, like, none of these men are any men who would say something to me in person. And if they nope. tried to step something would happen to them, right? Like, (laughs) that conversation wouldn't get far. So it's just like, it's funny. And it's like, I screenshot everything. I keep records of everything, right? So don't let me pull up and be petty one day and find out where you work. (laughs) That's exactly, exactly true. Like, y'all think that you can just post anything and say anything to anybody and there's no consequence when Mm y'all, a lot of the time, don't realize who the fuck you're talking to and what access they have to what information. Yo, (laughs) that I'm glad you said that because a lot of people do not know who they're talking to. And even then, like some people, even if you're talking about the aspect of like skills or like knowledge base, people will talk to you like you don't know anything and you will actually be an expert in that field. And like, maybe you don't talk about it as much on Twitter. So they just think, oh, she doesn't know anything about that. So then they try to like try to sun you and you're like, what do you know? <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah, that happened I hate it. I Someone hate was it. trying to talk to me about marketing and upsells. So I was like, sure, that's your opinion. But the data from the mm-hmm. actual clients I've had and worked with where we've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars suggests different, <laughs> you know? So right? are, you, are you trying yeah. to subtweet me? No. <laughs> <laughs> the data? Right? Right. <laughs> right. Just the other day, I was like, nobody's reading those long ass Instagram posts. Who the hell is that? I wasn't even thinking Bro, about that. That was so funny. I'm not reading <laughs> I, that. I wasn't even mad either. I was just like, well, like, don't sleep on the long captions because that shit. Anybody like, reading that shit? <laughs> well, actually, they are. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. Hey, hold up, bees. Wait, you might be dropping a bag. Hold on. <laughs> He's gonna have a long ass Instagram caption come October. Just watch. <laughs> All right, I think this question is maybe more for Bees and I. I think Bees and I have learned valuable lessons in this uh, streamlining operations in each of y'all's areas of expertise to help new business founders hit the ground running their first eighteen months. All right, can I go? Yeah, you can go. I feel like you're looking for shortcuts and not wanting to do the work that's required in order for you to figure this shit out. So like, I don't know your business. I don't know your business model. I don't know your revenue. I don't know your profitability. I don't know who's on your team, what you sell, who you market to. There's no shortcuts to this shit. Your first three years 
I'm sorry, you're going to be grinding <laughs> and it's going to suck. You're going to work way more than anybody else you pay to do anything. If you bring anybody on, you're literally going to be doing everything in your business, working nutty hours, sitting in every role. And that's like your initiation. You have to do that in order to understand what processes have to be built, what people need to come in, what your business needs and how it runs. Like I cannot stand people who want to start or buy a business and just be completely hands off from the beginning when they don't have the capital to do that. Right. That is what you call investing. You want to be an investor, not a <laughs> business owner, not an entrepreneur. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I've learned, um, I've learned from my trucking business and just from other things that I've done that I'm more of a like kind of hands off investor. The only type of hands on business I really want to be in is my own personal brand. That's about it. Like, you know, me teaching other people about financial literacy and tech in the defense industry, that's about as hands on as I want to be. Everything else, when it comes to stocks, mutual funds, stuff like that, um, and investing in other people's business, I want to be completely hands off. You know, I do private equity investing where I'll give people money and then they give me a percentage back every month. And that's about as much as I want to do when it comes to businesses outside of my personal brand. Um, but yeah, like Ari said, when it comes to streamlining operations, there's, there's nothing that we can tell you right now that you aren't going to be able to figure out without going through it yourself. Um, like there's no tools that are going to be able to help you. And if you want to build a team when you're starting, um, this kind of goes into the next question. If you want to build a team when you're starting, you cannot go cheap. You can't build a team with people who have no expertise. You can't build a team with people who are just getting started because you're going to end up spending more money and more time trying to teach them what they're supposed to be doing. And then you can't even really teach them because you barely even know what you're doing. So you hired somebody and they don't, they don't know what they're doing because you didn't give them the right direction. Um, so yeah, like it's just something that you're just going to have to learn as you go. It's all based off of experience. Um, Tara or Jazz, you all have something to say about this? You talking about the building the team? Yeah, I think we should just go into building a team. Yes, next. yeah, so. building a team. Uh, mm -hmm. I definitely think uh, I agree with you. I would find people that are either on your skill level or better than you, and I would say even go better than you because just starting off with anything, you want to make sure, like, hey, you're on your A game, but you need you're not gonna be able to cover every field. It's just that's just it. You you can't cover everything. So like when you do start something and you do want to take it serious, you have to find certain people in certain lanes. Like, okay, so like when I started FSO, I can't build websites. I don't know how to do that shit. Okay. I suck at it. I barely knew how to buy a Google domain and assign it to like a DNS or a C name or whatever the hell. I had to hire somebody to it's help. It's a learning that's process. Just, that's not my lane. I'm not mm -hmm. into that stuff. So call Chuck. Hey Chuck, you do this. I need help, you know, and then we worked and hashed everything out together and then we built the FSO site. Then we got in, Ari was telling me, you know, you need to start an email list, you need to get everybody on your email list, you need to be marketing to them. And I was, I started looking up YouTube videos and like getting on forums and I was like, you know what, this shit ain't for me. <laughs> do, 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 calls Karima. And there you go. That's how I, I built my FSO team. And when we get to another point where, um, we, we have another lane that we're about to get into and it, I don't, I'm not, I don't have the expertise on it. Chuck doesn't have the expertise on it. Karima doesn't have the expertise on it. That's when we go find somebody else where that's their lane. 
But when you're starting in the beginning, when you're building a team, find people that know more than you in other areas. And then you guys kind of come together and then uh, finalize that, you know, come up with that final product. But if you just doing everything yourself, you just thinking you're about to be the whole team. Good luck. Cause that shit not going to work out. And so, yeah. So for me, like, I think you all are like way far ahead of me in terms of like, you know, building a team and things like that. Cause for a long time and even till up until like recently, I was a one, a one woman show really. Like I didn't want to delegate out tasks to nobody. I didn't want to, you know, put my trust into anybody else to to get a job done and like Tara said I was shit out of luck (laughs) I got to a point where like I couldn't be like that anymore because I can't know everything and I can't spend spend time trying to learn everything when I could be making money so like um I, I probably don't have much input in that other than like don't be like me don't go for such a long period of time like I did don't be stubborn and thinking like you don't want to share your money or share your ideas or share your clients, whatever it is, because you're going to get to a point where you're only just, you know, screwing yourself really out of, out of money you could have got if you had the team ready and in place to do, you know, a future project or whatever the case may be. So like, I'm at the point where I guess you all are already, you know, you've been there, done that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. like, I, I guess I can say that like, that's real shit because I'm there. Like I was there. Like I feel, I know it's people that's probably listening. Like, no, I'm not like, I'm trying to do all this by myself and I feel you, but I'm telling you, you're going to get to a point where you're only doing yourself a disservice because you're going to end up losing money versus gaining more money and keeping more money in your pocket. Like how you think. Right. And I, I just want to say this creatives, um, make sure that you're okay with sharing money with other people. I think that creatives have this, with not wanting to share money because they feel like I'm the talent. I'm the reason why this business is making money. And then they don't want to share. They don't want to (laughs) outsource. It's really like, it's something that I noticed um, because I used to manage a tattoo artist. So it's just something that I noticed, like creatives feel like, Hey, you know, I'm the talent. I shouldn't have to share because if I wasn't doing what I was doing, this business wouldn't be making any money at all. But you got to realize you need assistance you need extra help. You need somebody who's keeping the business like organized and just keeping everything flowing. You know, you should get to the point where you're just focusing on whatever it is you do. And then your team is focusing on everything else. Mm-hmm. Facts. Definitely have, agree with that. I have different views on this. I think it depends. So like for me, I only very recently this year after I decided like, all right, I'm going to build my brand to a multi-million dollar brand and empire. Before that, I had no desire to do that. So I was okay being solo and putting the expense and the responsibility and the pressure of hiring a team and having that overhead on my clients, right? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you who to hire. You handle that. You buy the tools and everything and go. This year, my expenses they've never been higher. And it's because I'm investing in, all right, where can I automate? Where can I hire team members to help me execute faster? Because my whole thing is, I'm not a big researcher, right? If I decide I'm going to do something, I'm just going to execute and learn from what I've executed on. Research is kind of like, I don't know. I feel like research is kind of like (laughs) the hand job of business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
it's the hand job of business when like you can really be having sex (laughs) execution is like sex for me right so I'd rather execute get the good stuff and see what happens versus like build up all this research and theory but not have any type of results and I don't Uh care about failing I'd like I spent money on Twitter ads. I spent like $300 on Twitter ads and I couldn't get them to convert. But I know a lot of shit not to do with Twitter ads now. <laughs> you <Right>. know? <laughs> so for me, that was worth it. Um, but like I've invested in recently, like I got a new business coach. I got a new mindset coach. I hired an assistant who I have on the team. And like, it's, it's pressure. I'm not going to lie. It's pressure because I committed to my assistant. I'm going to pay you X amount every week for you to help me out, you know? And like, I got to come through. I got to come through on that, right? I um, know you was but... hiring. <laughs> All right, Shane put us on. Right. right. Damn. Right. I was looking for I a job. Y'all. I told <laughs> Okay. Whatever. All right, you know, you know I got unemployed last month. You know, the film <laughs> industry shut down. You could hook a sister up with a job or some shit. First Damn. of all, y'all are, so, multiple streams. y'all are so... Right? I'm about to grab each and every one of you right now since you want to play with me. Jasmine should have an email list and have a couple of freebies and products out by now already. Oh, oh. First of all. First of all. <laughs> first of all. We said we was looking for a job. We wasn't looking for a uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I I'm, I'm going to give you the most important shit, right? Tara should have affiliates for her mobile home guide to increase sales. I do. I do. Oh, well, I you do. That to me. <laughs> My bad. I got you. <laughs> right. No, right. Hold no. on. Hold on. You're right hold about on. that. Right? No, right? skip ahead. How, what else you got to say? What else you got to say? How are we not what affiliates else? for her shit? <laughs> what else you got to say? Anyway, anyway not, and not, not any of you have asked me to send an email for you or tweet for you about your products. I feel like wait. Well, okay, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me add, let me tell you something. Hold on. Let me let me say. I just want to say your income or have unlimited income. I don't. Do I just want to say I want to have unlimited income, but but I feel like I don't want to be that person that's using my professional friends just because not just because they're good at their shit, you know. I don't want to always be that person. Right, you have like, to view Ari as a pro because she's a pro at what she does. She is a pro at what she does. She is, but it's I'm like, gonna I don't want to be bullshit like, yeah, on this. I'm, I'm going to use the pro all the time. Let me go use I'm gonna Ari. Call bullshit. I'm going to call bullshit. We have, outside of our personal friendships, we have a business network. And we all have seen what collaboration has done for each and every single one of us, right? Yep. So I think it's bullshit that y'all haven't said, hey, when can we do a promo email for me? When can we do a sales email for me? Cause I literally showed y'all my fucking form where I literally have a category for each of you and your products that people pick and choose what they want to do and what they want to learn. Yeah, you for did. Every single one of you. You did. So I'm not going to ram it down your throat cause y'all already know. Well, go I'll ahead and schedule me in for Tuesday about 1239. <laughs> I would like uh, two tweets, uh, some trigger marketing tweets. Thank you. <laughs> trigger marketing tweets. I was so hey, sick of that. So term. many people have been trying to use your trigger marketing. I just want to say that. I don't even feel like I made that up. I feel like I may have got that from somewhere else and I just don't remember it. I don't know uh, if you made it up, certain, but you went viral first with it. Right. A certain scammer been been doing that for a long time. Oh. You don't have to go couple. to college. You can do this. All you got to do is open a Shopify store. You can make $250,000 a year. 
<laughs> so no, we we'll have go there. <laughs> we're tight, we're dope, and like y'all don't utilize it nearly as much as you could. I okay. need content all the time. I hate writing. Hey, I wrote this email. Edit it. Can you send it to your list? Make it fit for them. If it's a fit, if not, cool. No big deal. Bet. Say less. I'm sure I can make this fit. I have hella people asking me about real estate investing, and I don't have anything to give them. Ain't you uh? Ain't you uh? Friends with the homie though? Which homie? Which homie? Brandon, <laughs> you don't got, you don't got no materials anyway. to give out on real estate investing. You have none, not a single says, one. Says the fool with the whole ass mobile home guide. But I'm saying though, but no. you just said you don't have no real estate shit to give them. I think he Brandon's gonna hear this and be offended. No, I'm building his. He's gonna be program. like, I don't sell anything. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I'm the next Elon Musk by Tesla. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Don't be afraid to ask for what y'all need because, yeah, I'm all about making a dollar. And if it's, especially if it's like, it's a fit for my audience, they're asking for it. I don't have the product or the thing to give them. So it's just like, they're just sitting there being like, all right, what's up? All right, what's up? I'm like, I don't know. My homies are tripping. I don't know. What's up? Well, shit, I'm going to get you all that tomorrow. Yeah. Like, and I, I tell you all the time, automatically add me as an affiliate for anything you do. We're that tight. Wait, you don't need to I, ask. I added you as affiliate. I don't know if you got back to me yet because Podia, I don't I don't know what they'd be doing. So I sent it to you. I don't know if you saw it. I'll check. I don't think I got anything in my inbox. Okay. Okay. But okay. So back on topic, I, I want to say one <laughs> last thing about what we were talking about. Don't scale too quickly. You know, oh don't try oh and, and hire too fast. Um, don't try to increase your expenses too fast. You don't need that office. You don't need an assistant. You probably don't even have enough work for yourself. Even though you don't like doing something, it don't mean you got to outsource it so fast. You know, like take some time and learn it. Take some time and not like it and be like, I absolutely hate this and start making some money from it. I know Ari's looking at me like she's about to say something, but a lot of people aren't <laughs> even going to be consistent enough to, to sustain that. Like, and I'm saying that from experience, like you're not even going to be consistent enough to sustain your assistant. Your assistant mm -hmm. going to be making more money than you will ever see if you hire an <laughs> assistant too early. So mm -hmm. that is very true. You're going to be paying people out of pocket and you're not going to have anything for yourself at the end of the day. Yep, and it's yep. going to suck. Mm -hmm. So I will say but, before you hire, get consistent in learning how to market, which is telling people about what you do and how you can help them at the right place at the right time and converting sales. So when people ask me like for like, how do I put together a business plan and they don't have any sales? I'm like, the fuck you need a business plan for? Go market and go sell. Like that is your plan. You need to plan to market. <laughs> that is your plan. Years. <laughs> for the next two <laughs> the years at least. Like the fuck you don't need like all this other shit. You don't need to worry about ads. Nope. You don't need to worry about copywriting, nothing. Mm -mm. Set up a basic Look, email list, yep. put up a basic ass welcome sequence and survey your audience and answer their questions and help them. Literally, they will come to you and be like, how can I work with you? How can I hire you? How can I book a consult call? Can you make this? Can you make that? My audience mm -hmm. tells me all the time what to create for them. And I'm just like overwhelmed with ideas and things that it's hard to mm -hmm. like pick what I actually want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then I will say like, 
don't hire anybody unless you're doing something manually and consistently for 90 days. And Heard that Zapier, 90 days. 90, 90. 90. Right. Use Zapier before you mm -hmm. go hire anybody. <laughs> like, yep. I'm sure those tasks that you're paying your assistant for, you mm -hmm. can just be using Zapier and it will automate those tasks for you. It's probably some real mm -hmm. simple stuff that you have your assistant doing and mm -hmm. you don't even need them. You just have an assistant because it sounds good. That's it. Right. Yeah. And unless like, you're like a web developer or something, do that shit on your own. <laughs> just do yeah, it on your and own. Like, there's so much free education out there. Like y'all, y'all think that like by automatically outsourcing things quickly, you're going to like make more money faster. And that's mm -hmm. not the case. That's not the case. I built a six figure business part time without a fucking website or social media presence. It was all through networking and really like being good at communication, organizing mm -hmm. information, right? It was really basic shit where <laughs> it didn't take much to do well, right? But I feel like a lot of people do all this outside other shit outside of marketing, networking, and getting sales. And really, that's all that matters. I would say like your first three to four years of business, that's all that matters, right? And then when you get to the point where you want to make more money, but you're so busy doing it by yourself, you can't take on another client, that's when you start to hire, right? Mm -hmm. So you bring on assistant for five hours a week, 10 hours a week, right? You start small, start handing things off, screen record everything you're doing before you bring your assistant on because- that's also where people fuck up, where y'all bring on an assistant and have nothing for them to do and no systems and processes and you don't set them up for success at all. And then mm -hmm. you get pissed off and blame them for like not doing a good job when as a business owner, you don't have your shit together. So yeah, they're following your lead. You're being mm -hmm. a shitty leader by not having what they need. No systems, no process. Do this by this date. I need this by this date. We, we track everything in here, all like you know, tasks and stuff go here. Like, of course, they're not going to do a good job. You're not being a leader and setting structure and empowering them and giving them all the tools to rock it out and do amazing. Right. So it's like, that's why I say like, be slow to hire, be slow to scale. Unpopular opinion. Scaling is very expensive. The faster you scale, the more money you're going to bleed out. Mm -hmm. So take your time, do it slow. And don't be in such a rush. Do you know what comes with, you, do you know the overhead that comes with having a million dollar business? Do you know what that overhead is? Your expenses oh, for that? The, the operating budget, something serious. <laughs> You're going to have at least 30% of your million dollars in operating expenses. Yep. And and so you, this, don't, this is, you don't have ahead. a system for marketing and converting sales and you want a 30% overhead of a million? Good like. luck. <laughs> and like, I used to run a bar. Uh, they did. I mean, the last time I was there, revenue was like $11 million a year. Do you know how much money they spent? Like, you know how much money we spend on advertising to get people in yeah. that bar? <laughs> how much money we spend on alcohol and money we spend for like the parades and the different music festivals that come into town. Like there is a lot of money that goes into making money. Like they say, it take money to make money. It really do take a some money to make millions if you want to make millions it's going to take a little bit of overhead uh, a lot <laughs> a lot right a lot. And i feel like a lot of people just skip that, that they want to skip the journey and they don't realize that the journey like i always say the journey is where you learn everything so people are like oh i don't i just want to hire 
They just want to start a business and start hiring. Mm-hmm. And like, you can't just start a business and start hiring because you don't know shit. So you're going to be hiring people and you're going to be telling them the wrong things because you don't even know the business yourself. This is why Chick-fil-A makes people that franchise their, their Chick-fil-A's make them go to Chick-fil-A university and learn work. some shit. They make you them work, work in the actual restaurant. Like full you gotta time, work forever. Full time, forever. Chick-fil-A is not an investment. It's, it's a job, but, but the owners do get paid well, but they make you work and learn it. And you're going to mm-hmm. be working in that store forever. Mm-hmm. They don't that's want you to ever only, not work into the store. That's yep. really the they, only way to do that shit. B is mm-hmm. starting um, a home inspection business, right? Mm-hmm. What's the first thing I tell him to do? Go research your competitors on Yelp, Google reviews, mm-hmm. ask for proposals for service. We're, we bought classes. We bought books. We're on Reddit. Like we're everywhere researching mm-hmm. how to start this type of business. And guess who's going to be in the business? Me and B. <laughs> you know, he has, the capital. he has the capital to hire people quickly. But first, we need to understand what the fuck is going on so that we can you gonna be hiring. <laughs> Right? Oh, and then yep. stop stop trying to have other people do your research for you unless it's somebody mm-hmm. that you like that you've hired like stop trying mm-hmm. to have other people do your research for you i'm not doing your research for you you go do it yourself that's not my business <laughs> i don't need to know all that that's not my business i'm glad you said that Ari, because like i've been shadowing a home inspector since like last summer like sporadically every time he has a, a home i think i told you about this every time he has a home in my area or somewhere near me, I'll go shadow him. And I've been, I was just doing it not to get licensed, but to learn more about homes. That way, when I go into homes and I offer, I know what the hell I'm doing. And I know, you know, exactly numbers. And that's what, that's what I was doing. And then when fast forward to Nita doing these lives and stuff, she's breaking it down how much money she left on the table. I'm like, I'm really leaving money on the table because I have the knowledge. I just need to go get my paperwork together and actually start charging. And it's funny because I was telling my aunt about this. She was like, why don't you just do that shit? I pay my home inspectors like 450, 500, 600. I'll just hire you. I'd rather hire you than them. You can family. you do paperwork? <laughs> I can do paperwork, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that just right there, I was just like, damn, you know how much money I'm leaving on the table? My aunt is a, is a, a real estate broker and she's getting home inspections done all the time. And she's looking at me like, you crazy as hell. Why don't you just go get this done? I'll pay you $500 every other day to go do a home inspection for me. So, you know, just shout out to Cousin Nita for, you know, putting that information out there about like how it tied into her, her real estate business. Because I'm like, wait, why am I doing this? I could be doing, making money and still learning about these homes. Mm-hmm. Got to do that research. People, people don't want to do the work. And that's where the most value is. You, mm-hmm. You execute and you do the work and you can get out of doing the work a lot faster versus bullshitting, hiring people to do the work and you don't know what the fuck is going on. And then you're like, why isn't this business profitable? You don't know it. Mm-hmm. You don't know it. <laughs> you don't know the business. So yeah, like you're getting a run for your money. You don't know what's going on. People are doing whatever the fuck they want. You don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. That one thing about working for that bar that made all those millions, the owner would dip out for like three months, go on vacation, you know, go be with her family or whatever. When she came back, she'd go in the office. She knew how to run everything. Mm-hmm. She knew that shit like the back of her hand. She can, she can dip out and come back and be right back in the mix. And that's because when she opened that place, she was there every single day. Exactly. So anybody <laughs> can quit in what I'm doing and I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I can pick it up. Like, I don't want to answer emails. I know how to do it. Okay. Because you, you was already doing it before them. I don't want to upload my course content. I know how to fucking do it. <laughs> I don't want to send emails. I know how to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So like nothing, nothing's going to stop what I'm doing 
any point. So we got a little heated there. <laughs> no, but that's when the good stuff comes out. Do we want to do an epic question? Journey, folks. Right, do the work. It's fun to do, do the work. work. That's the it fun is fun. Of entrepreneurship is like, damn, this was an idea. I I was in there. I was grinding. I learned the whole a whole new business. I was able to systemize it, bring people in. My team's running smooth. We're profitable. We're flowing, and now I can go and do the next thing. Like that's it's it's really not it's about the end result. It's not about what hits the bank. I feel like it's like the journey and everything you learn along the way and what you experience. Mm -hmm. That's the fun part. It really is. I mean, the best thing ever was working on that mobile home guide and just putting like all the information from all my little notebooks as I took notes, like throughout what I was doing, like to, to like, oh damn, I literally made five figures off of something that I took my time out and researched and like was doing in the field. And I put this together and this is something that's making me money today. Like, that's mm -hmm. an amazing feeling. That's a part of the journey. Like, you want to experience moments like that. You want to experience your first $1,000 day because you busted your ass. Ooh, a day. <laughs> it's, it's a great feeling. You're like, yeah. You know, I'm like, I love those days. I used to work at Waffle House. Like, I used to make, like, $80 a fucking shift, $60 a shift. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I first got in the film, I'm like, damn, I just made $500 today. This shit is amazing. <laughs> So work hard. It, it makes it so much better. It literally makes it so much better. Yeah. Work hard doesn't mean work hard forever, right? Mm -hmm. You can put in a period of time of working hard, then you can go play and rest hard and then go work hard in something else. Like, yep. don't, don't be afraid to do shit. Like that's how you get, that's how you become a sucker is because you're afraid to do the work. And so you get suckered. Mm -hmm. That is so true. And don't listen to other people when they're like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't have to do that. No, guess what? That's the, that's the reality. This is the world we live in. You got to bust your ass to get whatever the fuck you want. So if you, wanna, if you want what, a certain thing, go do that. Don't listen to these people saying that you shouldn't have to do this. And, and you shouldn't have oh, to you work hard. In, yeah, and you working too much. And no, I got to go. no. I'll block I gotta you. I got to go. All right. <laughs> I got people, I've had people tell me that, like, damn, you really work 16 hour days? Hell yeah, it'd be fun as hell, and I'd be ready to get up and go do that shit again the next day. <laughs> that shit is fun. You know, I clock, I, I leave work, I'm like, cha ching, another five or $600. Cha ching, another six or $700. This, this shit is amazing. And I get free food. <laughs> like, I work my ass off to get to that point. I enjoy yeah, I every day. Steph, uh, I think the Norbnb, I don't know what his Twitter handle mm -hmm. is. Oh, Steph Grant? I think he tweeted something like, um, something to the effect of like, no days off type of thing. Uh -huh. Just like, for real, like every day I wake up, I have, I have to work, but I love this shit. So it's just uh -huh. like, fuck it. I love this shit and I love how well I get paid, but like, I really deep now love like what I'm doing right now. So it's uh -huh. easy to work 12, 14 hour days because that's light to me because it, cause it's just, something I really enjoy doing. And I think yep. I'm really, uh, fortunate in that aspect for sure. Cause every day is a work day for me. Yeah. I think you should find things that you enjoy and do that, but like, understand this, not everything you're going to enjoy it. You know, I, I'll, I'll never forget when B said this bees, you said this a long time ago. Like when I first, first met you in the group chat, he was like, I do not like 
software engineering. I do not like coding. I don't like running <laughs> websites. I don't like none of that shit. I like money. I like money. <laughs> and that right. stuck with me forever because it's like, you know what? That kind of sucks. You know, she don't like none of that shit. But you know what? At the end of the day, she getting a check. Right. Yep. That's that's and all that get, matter to me. And she get to live her life how she want to when she get off work. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like, what 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 you gonna sacrifice? You know? Right. What are you willing to sacrifice? Yeah. Some people don't they don't like hearing that, but I swear to mm-hmm. God, like most people work jobs that they hate. So mm-hmm. I'd rather work a job that I don't like that much, and mm-hmm. like I really can't stand doing it, and be getting paid well, oh, and then after right, I make my money. I can do whatever I want to do. So yep. people don't, they don't realize that, you know, money helps you buy your own freedom. The yep. more money you have, the more cash flow you have, the more you get to do whatever the hell you want. You don't got to like say in that same job that you don't like because you aren't making enough money. If you work in a job you don't like and you making six figures, trust me, you won't be working that job for too long. You might have to work it for maybe like five, six, seven years, if that. But you can take that money, pivot to something that you actually like to do, and then still be making like decent money there and then go on like that. But, you know, I just think that people have been coddled growing up and they've been taught that, you know, you need to just do things that you enjoy. You know, everything that you enjoy might not make money. Maybe at the beginning, you might not be making money. At the end of the day, we all live in to survive. We work in to survive. So we work in to make money. So... Why are you going to work a job that does not make that much money? Like, I think you should just, personally, me, this is how my mom and dad raised me. They raised me to do whatever it takes to make money. And I figured out, okay, software engineers, they average $100,000 a year. I'm going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm going to do. Like, I play video games all day. I made my own computer. Like, I built my own computer when I was young. And I was like, you know what? I can't see myself doing anything else. I can, I can do computer stuff. And it was a struggle for me to learn how to do software engineering. But I did it, and I don't do it anymore. So I did it for four years in college, four and a half. And then I did it two years professionally. I don't do it anymore. And nobody can pay me enough to go back to software engineering. Why? Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't appreciate it. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. I got too much money coming in to have to go back to some shit I don't like. Egg talk. Talk that shit, bees. I was waiting for it. (laughs) That's what money do. I don't have to go back to anything I don't like to do, really. Like, you know, I I prefer to... Yeah, you sacrifice. Right, I sacrifice. Like, I prefer to not have to go overseas um, for the rest of the year, but it's not like I hate it. Like, I don't hate it. I like traveling the world, like seeing the world, and that's just what I got to do. Do one last time and I'm done. But, like, I absolutely hate programming. It's just not, it doesn't fit my personality, and it's not fun. It's very boring. It's not for me. See, and that's why I tell people, you know, find one thing you love, and then, you know, find something that's going to make you money. I just so happen to find, get into an industry that I can make money, and I love it. But I'll tell you this, when I was younger, my first job was a real estate intern. I was working with my aunt. At the time, I'm looking around. She's the only person that had bags. I'm talking about she she buying Gucci bags, buying Louis bags, and forgetting about them in her trunk of her car. <laughs> and be like, you know, she buying the same pair of shoes two and three times. That's how much money she was making. It's like, okay, how much, you know what? I'm going to get into real estate. I'm going to always keep real estate 
somewhere in my life because the one person that I knew growing up that always had racks was always going on trips to like Paris and going to Cancun and dropping money on me and my sisters and like she was, we would go to Marshall's and she'd be like, yeah, get whatever you want. It'd be like three bands. We'd go up to the register. I'd be like, looking at her like, oh no, she gonna do this. She gonna swipe her card for $3,000 at Marshall's for us? And she would do it. Like it was not, she didn't even look. She just swipe the card, get in the car, y'all, y'all hungry. And I'm like, damn, I want money like that. Right. Whatever you doing, I'm trying to be like that. And she put me on game when I was younger. She still continued to put me on game. Just like I told you, she told me, start a home, start home inspector so I could pay you $500 every other day to come look at my houses. And, you know, for me personally, just looking like just to have somebody that, you know, is a black woman that's out here, that's getting to it. That was enough for me. I'm like, okay, well, she can do it. I can get into that. And what people don't realize is like business owners have money to spend as far as their expenses or else Mm -hmm. they're taxed on it. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather take what's, you know, outside of my salary and put it in my homie's pockets, right? You eat, right? I I can write that off. And then like, we're both good. We're both winning. We're both moving forward, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know where I was going with that. I think the Hendrix finally hit me. <laughs> <laughs> I completely lost my point in trying to that. I wasn't like, going to, I wouldn't even say anything. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> All right, but you know what? You do things that you don't really like to get where you need to be. I was extremely, extremely good at serving tables. Like I'm extremely good at serving tables. Like I've been tipped $1,200 before. I've been tipped so much money. Like you'll never, like I've had Cat Williams. Damn, were you throwing ass at the table? <laughs> no, I was just really good. And I'm a, I was a bartender <laughs> and I trained, I trained under wine toms. So they would teach me all, all about wine and I would do wine pairings for like corporate parties like Delta and like Toyota and stuff. And I was like, making some really good money, but I hated serving tables. Like I hated that shit. I was like, I want to sit down and be waited on. So I'm gonna bust my ass so I can be that person. So I can go out to eat. I'm tired of waiting on people. Like that shit was so like demeaning to me. And like, if you out there serving tables, you know, keep serving tables because you can make you some money and put some money away and be able to pay for school and pay for whatever you got going on. But like, you don't have, don't do that shit forever. Do not do that shit forever. (laughs) I did what I had to do. I worked my two jobs. Like I met bees when I was still working in the restaurant industry. Like I was right. doing what and I, I was had still to do doing software fuck. engineering, I think. Right. Yeah. Or I just got you know, overseas. I, were, yeah, I yeah, just got overseas. overseas. Mm-hmm. Damn, been, you know bees for a minute. I thought I knew her the longest. It was like, mm-hmm. it was, was Dunny. Dunny. That was probably 2016. 2016, 2017. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah Dunny put me, put me in a group chat and then spent history. Danny. And look at Shout you. out to Dunny. You met Bees Shout on Twitter? Shout out to Dunny. Well, we was all on Twitter, and I, Dunny was like, like, you're the only other black girl I know that be talking about crypto, so he put me in a group with other black people who said <laughs> we talk about crypto, and it ended up being Barbie and uh, Bitcoin, Zay. Shout like, out Dunny. Barbie, Zay. Zay. And, and, and I was like, all these black people, Z, Z, Z. They all in the sham. Don't forget about Whimsy. We always forget about Wham, right? <laughs> but you know, like we had a we had a whole group Rima, and we hold was up. Rima, Rima too. Rima. Don't don't kill me, Karima. <laughs> but we, we shouted her out earlier. Yeah. We was mm-hmm. all in there and it was just amazing because we didn't have black people that was talking about Mm-mm. crypto and trading on Twitter. This is like yeah. 2016. We was talking about stocks, we was talking about forex, we was talking about everything in there. We anything you everything. can trade, yep. we was trading it. And 
just to be around other people because like we said earlier you got to get around people like you i didn't have nobody around me that was like talking about crypto and talking about stock i was actually buying bitcoin to buy things online and bees was like nah nah you gotta trade this shit look you can do this you can i mean you had a whole thread on trading bitcoin and then dunny added me to the group and it was just like magic i was like what you can trade this shit with leverage nick (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we back on bitmax we, we back on bitmax <laughs> and like we was just going crazy and it was just like it was amazing to have people around you that was like all like-minded like all of us was all like education skills trading money finances we all was on the same wavelength and that's very very important if you want to get somewhere you need to get around people that's on that same wavelength like mm-hmm. for real it's very yeah. it's, it's like people around you can either make you or break you and that's why you can't take everybody <laughs> because certain people will derail you like they they might help you miss your blessing Ooh, Ooh i gotta tweet that they might help <laughs> you get blessing i like that i mean that's that's real i i've, I've said that to myself like no nah, you're not gonna help me miss out on something because like you can be lazy you know what i'm saying like you can have a day when you procrastinating and then your friend come over and they really procrastinate. So now you're like, oh, it's kind of cool. We ain't got to do this shit. You know what I'm <laughs> right. saying? Or you can be right. procrastinating. Your friend come over like, no, nah, motherfucker, get your ass up. We got to do this. We're going to do this. Like I said, they can either All help you, <laughs> you know, make you a break. They can help you miss a blessing or they can help you catch a blessing. That's why I don't keep nobody around me that's going to be down on some shit. I want people around me like, no, Terry, you need to get your lazy ass up and get it done. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> that's get it. Get up, loser. <laughs> get up, loser. Get up, loser. We're going to make money. <laughs> or B's. Like, no, we expect you to get all A's in your master's. Right. And I got all A's. I never had all <laughs> A's in my master's before. And you, Josh, and Stun was like, nah, you got to get all A's. And I got all A's that semester. I couldn't believe that shit. I was like, damn. <laughs> like, it would be times, like, because I'm, I'm the most laziest student ever. So it would be yep. times where I'm like, I'm about to do the bare minimum. And then all I can think is, Ari, Josh, and Stun talk about nah, nigga, you got you got to get A's. So I ended up getting A's that that semester, and I couldn't believe it. <laughs> It'd be like that. We were on her ass. Everybody was like, "Congratulations!" Blah blah. blah. I'm like, nah. <laughs> right, right. I had got what did I get? I got like a B plus in in one A. I got a B plus in an A, and they was like, "Nah, you got to get all A's." I'm like, dang, I've never had all A's in my masters before. <laughs> Did it. But nice like my y'all do y'all do the same thing for me too it's like oh, bitch go ahead mm-hmm. go do your work go do your shit like get mm-hmm. on it my, my family is chinese jamaican we don't you either get a's or you're a failure <laughs> okay <laughs> you are a failure and a disgrace to the family if you don't get your act together we would just they just won't even mention you you know they, they like <laughs> I'm ser- I'm dead ass serious. They're like, oh, how's your cousin doing? Like, oh, you know, you like the bragging ass grandmas and shit. They're like, oh yeah, your cousin a doctor. She done sold fifty. <laughs> my grandma, look, I'm telling you, my grandma be like, oh, she be bragging on me and my sister. My grandma be like, yeah, my 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 granddaughter, she sold 150 houses. Wait, wait, she do, got the all this money. do the I, accent. Do the accent. Why do you want me to do the accent? <laughs> <laughs> it ain't right without the accent. Do it. Do it. Uh, why you want me to do the accent? Oh, my God. No, but that shit is funny as hell, man. <laughs> you going to make me do the accent? Right, yes. We're not listening until you do the accent. Everybody uh, she, Okay, I do the one where she did. She talked about uh, bad boys. She was like, <laughs> <I made you laughs> laugh. she was like, um, what'd she say? 
she's like, oh, she's oh, my granddaughter, she a big, big time movie girl. <laughs> big time. She always say that. She's like, Grandma, I'm not in the movie. So yes, you are. Shut up. My granddaughter, she had bad boys tree. <laughs> it's like, Grandma, I was doing lights. No, you didn't. She, but she, that's how she brags. She'd be like, you know, like, Ashley, Ashley sell 200 houses. I'm like, oh my God, here she goes. Ashley sold, <laughs> Grandma, Ashley sold 62 houses. She, look, she sold 200 houses. <laughs> and then, you know, like that, to me, that brings me joy. Like, that yeah. is my main goal in life. I want my grandma to be in church bragging with a right. bag. Like, yeah, my granddaughter bought me this Gucci bag. Right. She paid my mortgage. She right. sold the shit. <laughs> she brought that shit, the, That feels so good. Like, it's so good. She'd be like, and then she'd be talking about her friends and they know they know no no good grandchildren <laughs> and shit. Like, oh, so and so grandchild, you know, they all they doing this and they was doing this. And that's but that just brings me joy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. my grandma brag on me all the time. She get to go to church. She don't gotta worry about shit because me and my sister, we work our asses off. Anytime she asks for anything, we just give it to her, you know? Right. Or we just send her stuff. You know, right. that's that's what I strive for in life. Yeah, I love that feeling. Like <laughs> I love it. Sure. Uh, if my grandma, my other grandma were still alive, I wish I could do that for her, right? Where, call me. Go nice. ahead. Anything nice. you want. Like, oh, uh, yeah. like, that shit lights me up entirely. Like, oh, uh, right. I wish she was here so I could spoil the fuck out of her. Like, whatever you want, boo, whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> so, are we going to wrap this up or you want to talk a little bit more? It's all y'all. I mean, we have like. Well, two we can more do this. Questions. We can do this next. Uh, we can do this next question. <laughs> well, all right. What? What is it? Go ahead, boss. <laughs> y'all want to read it, Ari? I don't know which one you're talking about. I lost track. I'm pretty faded right now. Oh, uh, right after <laughs> how to build and choose a team. You talking about the uh, male egos? Why are you? Why are you trying to set me yep. up? I thought we're homies. <laughs> Why are you trying to get me hyphy about this? I, I feel like you would have some fire in your heart <laughs> over this one. First of all, I don't hate men. I love men. First of all. No, we don't hate men. <laughs> I'm talking about the male ego in business and capping their success I, I and love potential. Men. Remember, you talked about this. Uh, all right, let's see. Male ego in capping success potential. I don't remember talking about this. I create so much content. Remember how you said a lot of men mess up their business, uh, they mess up business relationships by trying to get with women? Oh, yeah. Ari, you talk I, about this all the time. All the actually. time. Yeah, yep. Like... Remind me. I feel I like remember. we need to speak on it. Remind it's me. Basically, <laughs> it's basically how you were saying, like, um, guys, guys approach you and, like, they'll be on a business tip and you'll be trying to help them with business and then they'll take it another way and try to get with you. And you're like, yes, I remember it's, I, it's coming back to me now. It's coming back. I'm not, I'm not trying to get with any of (laughs) y'all. So don't think you're going to like finagle your way in on business and then, Oh, one up me try to sneak in there on some other shit. No, I'm very, I'm very straightforward. I'm very blunt. If I'm interested in you in that way, I will make the move. If I haven't leave me alone, like don't, don't try it. Right. I'm, I'm very straightforward in that way. So if you approach me on business, we're going to keep it business. And the second you take it out of business, you know, you lose access to me. And then if you have a girlfriend, a wife, someone you're talking to, don't try that slick shit with me. I'm not like that. I don't like to come between relationships. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to play with that at all. You're talking to somebody, you got a girlfriend, you got a wife, you're separated, whatever. I don't, 
like leave me the fuck alone i snitch i snitch i will tell i will tell your significant other if you get out of pocket with me i snitch snitch. (laughs) yes i'm i will snitch on you because the last thing i want is someone coming for me in my inbox talking crazy to me over some shit i didn't even know right like right that's between y'all but you don't involve me in some shit because i'm i'm telling i'm telling i'm sending screenshots and I don't ever say anything in DMs that I don't stand behind, right? I already learned that lesson. I already know how that goes, right? Anything you publish on the internet, you should be willing to stand behind if it's screenshot or put in the court of law, right? That's my mindset with it. So like, you're not going to have me out here looking crazy because you're moving funny, right? And so like, even when I do consult calls, if I happen to find out they have like a wife or a significant other, bring her on the damn call. She probably knows more than, than you fucking know <laughs> about your business and what you got going on and how you move and how you rock. So I would rather speak to the significant other if they're like involved in some sort of way or just like there's nothing to hide. There's nothing funny here going on. But as far as like um, a male ego, um, I don't deal with it a lot anymore because I'm fortunate enough to be surrounded by dope black men who understand the importance of having not only a woman, but a black woman on their side in their business, watching their back, paying attention to what's going on, and then listening to my recommendations and warnings, right? So like Josh B, sometimes Stun, you know, anyone that like I'm close to or know pretty well, I'm like, no, I'm not fucking with that. You know, don't fuck with them, this and this went on. And they listen for the most part, right? They'll like they'll take my advice seriously because I think as women, we pay attention to different things that maybe men don't consider or Mm -hmm. have the awareness to look out for. So I'm watching like, I'm watching body language. I'm watching facial expressions. I'm watching things that they tweet in passing that thing that people don't think like someone would pay attention to, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm very analytical. I'm looking for patterns and, you know, behavior and stuff. So like, I don't say much about, you know, other people but I feel like when I do make a point to say something like nah I'm not fucking with that like you shouldn't either I I feel like it should be taken seriously and taken to heed because I'm very rarely wrong about my pulse and take on other people and how I feel like they're moving and shit so I mean I don't know and then I've seen like meetings and deals very lucrative deals go to shit because Men want to have like a penis matching contest, a pissing contest in the meeting. Like, shut the fuck up and let's get the deal done. Like, <laughs> why the fuck are y'all arguing and shit? Like, let's get the goddamn deal done. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Ooh, I, that, I knew I knew you had a little something to say about that. <laughs> yeah, you set me up. <laughs> yes, you I didn't set you up. What's the wait? What's I feel like I don't even know what the question is at this point. <laughs> Uh, male, male egos crippling businesses and capping success potential. I don't know. I think I'm kind of sort of maybe in Ari's position because there's only about two men right now that I would consider like business partners. Um, and I've never had to really deal with, I mean, they fought amongst each other, <laughs> but anything I've always said they've always listened to or took action on. It was never like, I never felt like what I was saying wasn't, you know, being heard um, or being taken into consideration. But 
I mean, I don't know. I think to caution or to try to prevent that, I think you should really just maybe be friends with someone for a bit or like just pick up on little cues on how they interact with people that, you know, they consider business partners or consider friends and, and pick up on things that you like or don't like and make that decision, you know, that way. But fortunately for me, I haven't been, I haven't really had to deal with like male ego like too much, but then I also don't really look to, to work with men. <laughs> I'm slow brother, to do. I'd rather work with women. I'm slow to do anything with anyone. I'm not just going to jump into some shit because you DM me and like propose something to me, no matter how well I know you, right? Like I'm surprised we're even doing this. (laughs) (laughs) This was your idea, but you put it all together. Like No, (laughs) I said, yo, I started a podcast. Y'all want to be guests? And then it turned into, oh, we should do four goats in a month. (laughs) This was Ari's idea. What the fuck? But all right, let's. Like quick last question, I guess. Um, so this kind of goes into the next one. It says, "What have you learned about creating joint business ventures? How did you protect yourself from any fallout?" I don't have experience in that. I don't do a lot of joint. Oh, you know what? Okay, I'll talk about this because recently I've started doing more joint stuff, and I was really against it. I prefer to do things solo. I'll hire you as an independent contractor. We have a contract, but like B and I partner on a ton of shit. Josh and I have partnered on some shit. I'm partnering on shit with y'all with this. Right. But, um, I only partner. I've like, I've done stuff with Nita, Aisha, the other Josh and shit. So like, I've been doing like a lot of collaborative things lately, which is outside of my nature. But again, I'm slow to collaborate on things with people. Like I've known y'all over a year now. We've hung out in person at least once. These and I maybe a few more times than once. Um, but like I talked to y'all on a consistent basis. I have a good feel for you. So it felt natural. And then at least in like in regards to this podcast, we're starting to have those conversations about like, all right, at what point do we turn this into a legal business, right? Cause like there's expenses and stuff that we're incurring, you know, with, with this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So at what point do we turn this into a business? Uh, what does that structure look like? But anyone who like wants to do business with me and get into a contract with me, I tell them like, let's put our terms together and let's write, put in writing what's going to happen if we fall out and things get bad. What's the worst case scenario. Let's pretend like it got ugly. Right. So what do we need to put in place in the contract so that if things get to that point, it's very clear because I, I can't argue against a contract and something I signed and agreed to. Right. So the steps are all there. So I'd rather put that together while everyone's calm, level headed and on good terms. And if things should go left and we decide like, you know what, fuck this, I'm out. What does that look like? What do we agree to? Let's just go to the contract and follow that. Right. How do we disband everything? How are things allocated? Things like that. And I always say, like, prepare your agreements and contracts as if that person's your worst enemy, right? And be upfront. Like, it's, it's an awkward, tense kind of conversation. I'm used to it by now, right? So I don't take it personal. Mm-hmm. But, it's, you know, I'm just like, just prepare your contracts for the worst case scenario so that everybody gets what they want and what they need. And that it's very clear how to move forward should one person fall out two people fall out everyone decide they not want to do stuff right like how do those things work and how does it move forward and then I feel like from there everyone's on the same page everyone had their input we all signed we all agreed so now we know 
regardless of what happens, this is how we're going to proceed forward because we're all legally obligated to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't really say I have any uh, uh, joint ventures on paper. Like, I haven't really done any like, serious joint business with anybody. Just I've just been trying to do things on my own and just kind of get an understanding of business before I hop into it with somebody else. But that's just how I look at it. Now, for instance, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with Ari. I would take it like worst case scenario from the jump. That way there is no issue at the end of the day. Like there could be just an easy split. We can go our separate ways. But for me personally, and I, I think this is going to be something I'm probably going to have to grow out of as I, you know, scale up more in business. But for me personally, right now, I'm just not looking for like joint business ventures just right now. It's just, it's not on my agenda at the moment. Yeah, I got, I got to agree. Um, not looking for any joint ventures, but what I've learned from joint ventures that I've tried to do is just, just make sure that everybody's on the same page and make sure that everybody is serious, you know, because what you don't want to do is start up LLCs and then not actually ever do anything with them and then, you know, take on any costs and stuff like that. And then it just never goes anywhere. So just make sure everybody's on the same page and, and you're serious and going to actually take action. Um, that's kind of how I look at it. Jazz. Jazz. I said, no, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I, I don't. I, really, I, don't I don't really do, um, or I haven't done really any joint ventures with anyone. Um, so I can't really speak to that. But I, I think I feel the same as the rest of you. I'm not really looking for that either. Um, so I don't know. I don't really have too much insight. I'll tell y'all why though, because I feel like business is intimate and personal. And so Uh it's almost like a relationship, right? It's almost like a marriage. So I'm going to be very careful with who I tie myself to on a legal and tax obligation, right? Like technically it is like marriage because, you know, (laughs) when you get married, everything that y'all do together under that marriage, you know, license or marriage that like, that's y'all, y'all together. Now you are joint with that person. Marriage is a business contract. First and foremost, <laughs> business. Drag you. They're I don't care. Drag me for uh, saying the R word. Look, if we're going to talk about marriage, like we're going to go ahead and we're going to go all the way back to the fact that when you're born, you take your your father's last name and you are owned by your father. And then like when you get married, you sign a contract and your father signs basically signs a right to you over to your husband. And now he owns you. That's why you take his last name. That's marriage. That's why, you know, they was paying, you know, I'll give you 30 cows and two sheep for your daughter type shit. Like that's where it came from way, way back in the day. That's it's a business contract. It originated as a business contract between families, okay, to keep the bloodlines going. I mean, people still do it today, like the whole planned marriages, arranged marriages and things like that. That is business. Like, I look at it as business because I'm not going to fuse my life with somebody who is not financially responsible or who is just not disciplined or anything like that. The same way I'm not going to start a business with somebody that doesn't have the same mindset as me. Like, no, right. we're not even going to go down that route. Like, that's why, like you said, it's intimate. It's personal. Business is intimate. Yep. Like, 
even though business is business, like this is personal. Once we, once we put together our money and it goes on paper and like you're slacking and I'm working, now it gets personal. We got a problem. <laughs> we got a problem. Is that issue? And see, not, I don't want to run into anything like that right now. This is not, I don't even want to be in that headspace. You know, I need, I need some more, some more commas before I start doing things where I'm getting, getting into a business with somebody where, you know, it could potentially be like, okay, we got to dissolve this. Right. That's a whole pain in the ass to do also. Right. I'm not trying to go down that route. Yeah. Let's just 1099 it for a little bit. See how we like each other. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> keep it keep it easy. Easy breezy beautiful. Cover well. Huh. <laughs> 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 well, I think that's where we're going to wrap it up today. These are being these are long. Like we we talk a lot. We talk no, way too good. much. <laughs> <laughs> we get a lot out, you know. Tara and I just be yapping. <laughs> but um, I hope y'all enjoyed this. Um, not going to lie, I don't know that I want to edit this tonight, so might do it tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to go eat some you chicken wings and see how I feel. I kind of want to stay consistent with Monday drops. but Hot lemon pepper, dare I say? Tikka masala. Ooh. Okay, oh. fancy. You fancy. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to get pregnant and married soon, so <laughs> I gotta practice. <laughs> right? Put, put that good food on my IG stories, you know. Mm-hmm. Make them try wish and watch. Try to snag her little something. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the line out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we appreciate y'all listening and keep sending us questions and topics and things to talk about. It's super helpful to, you know, have the. I think we pretty much answered everything also, so. Yeah. Shout out for Goats One Mike on Twitter, Instagram. You know, share your biggest takeaway from this. You know, it's always helpful for y'all to share this. And we'll see you. We'll talk to you next week. And keep up the good questions. I love these questions. Yeah, hell yeah. Thank you for the questions. Yeah. Ask the hard questions too. Like, let's get into some shit. You know, don't we be like scared. hard questions. Yeah. Ask some shit you'd be like embarrassed to answer yourself. Right? That's not sexual. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I'm glad you said that. That's non-sexual. Please, let's keep it PG-13. Yeah, we already know Tara likes to lick nipples. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and clarify that. <laughs> I like, I like the left nipple. Okay, it's a little bit, you know, just preference. Thank you. Okay. Well, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> let's sign off. Adios. Bye, Tara.